0: Estás en el estudio con Dre Big H y Triple C. Hey, don't forget Silverback Podcast. Me don't forget to Silverback Chronicles Podcast. Silverbacks.
1: Yo, we back.
0: Yes, Lord.
1: Yo, Silverbacks, we back. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope everybody's doing well. It's your boys, Silverback Chronicles Podcast, your boy Big H. I got my brother Drake. Yo, what's good? What's good, bro? Shout out to Jersey Q for
0: that. Did
1: my girl know? O. Jersey yeah, why Q. Not? Appreciate you, boo. Fire. Hope you're doing all right. Joycey. But um, what's good? What's going on? What's new? My brother,
0: I'm just... I'm good, man. go to you here. We got over Thanksgiving, going into uh, Christmas now. I, lo- I love the holiday season. Me too. Yeah. I tell you, uh, bro, I haven't, it's rest. Like, I'm
1: resting, I ain't doing shit at work. Christmas is my best time of the year, because
0: yep. I, I get to watch my own movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shot his eye out. Shoot your <laughs> eye out, Ralph. And, and we were talking about the other day, the Wet Bandits. Right. I mean, Home McCall- Alone, classic. Coley Culkin had the, the one up on them. You
1: know what I'm saying? Triple C. Yo, how you feeling, bro? Maintaining, chilling, bro. Maintaining and chilling. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Before we get into anything, hey, yo, I got to uh, got to the booth tonight, and I heard a record that just drove me insane. Well, I want to give a shout out to Conway. You got a new record that dropped out what's it called Triple C come with the machine Jesus Christ Jesus Christ amazing hey yeah, yo
0: if you're a fan of hip-hop listen to this song like hey yo right
1: this now. is real New York hip-hop bro I haven't heard I haven't heard bars Slim Ghost, the video shots and a beat like that yeah. thank you Triple C listen just yeah. just can't oh give him my too God. Much. can't give him too much just a taste <laughs> Just a taste, taste. Yo, that right there.
0: We don't want the authorities fire.
1: coming after us for that. Fire. Fire. Shout out to Conway. Hey yo, New York rappers back. Yo, them buff. Go ahead, my fault. I'm just no, you good. I'm just saying the current New York rappers ain't rapping like that.
0: Mm-mm. I say them Buffalo boys up there, man. They, they, they holding the flag. Oh my are they? Thank you. I mean, Thank shout you. out, shout out to Davies, Jim Jones, no, yeah, 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 Shout out, shout out to New York rappers, but, but they not right spitting like Conway, Griselda. Not, not right now,
1: the, yo, Griselda, that whole staff, yeah. Benny the Butcher, Conway, different. That's yeah. all I got to say
0: Shout out to Derringer And the producers Yo for the donate. kid but,
1: The kid got shot in the face Yo He's still rapping You like see that? his face Is like numb to one side It's like Two-Face From Batman remember? But like he said He's he, Oh my god Yo
0: <laughs>
1: All I got to say This record is a powerhouse Anybody in New York Anybody in the world Hating on this record You a hater
0: Certified I get- like, I'm wondering like Funk Flex is playing it. Like, cause if they're not playing it then, hey, listen. You're wrong. You need to drop a million bombs on that record. Period. I'm so happy hip hop is coming back to New York City. Yo. Ain't none of that. Right. No.
1: Nah, fuck oh, pardon. Yeah. All that dancing. Nah. I I'm i I I ain't hear bars like that in like two decades, bro. Shout out to Conway. Yo, my brother. Hard record. Pause. Hey,
0: anybody that doesn't think that's the song of the year, you can hit us up. Matter of fact, go kick rocks.
1: There's nothing to debate. I don't even want to hear your hating comment. You know, because uh, I'm you're straight. Because right. I'm straight positive, baby. You heard? <laughs> Anywho, anyway. All right, let's get into our sponsorship. See, let me get that background. Got you. Whew. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Stopbox USA. Don't forget. Pick that up for your pistols, your handguns, your SBRs, your ARs, whatever you got. They even got the shoddy now, They the got shot. the shoddy, right, 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 right. We do have the shoddy. You know, be safe. Be safe and cautious. Keep it away from your kids and your loved ones. Remember, don't forget that discount code 20% off, all caps, Silverback Podcast. All caps, Silverback Podcast. We take care of you from your boys in blue. We appreciate you. Dre,
0: what else we got? I'm going to go with on IG. Because this is a law enforcement thing This is a first responder thing Yes it is Blue Line Tattoos Gave us a shout out Shout out to them No doubt They You know If you're gone and gorgeous And you do the first line thing Right And you got a little tattoo Blue Line Tattoo They'll take care of
1: you They'll take care Listen uh, You know what I'm saying I might come through Get a little Little sans You know what I'm saying sans Add to the repertoire That I got You know what I mean But uh, peace and love To everybody What else you got Dre? After you get the tattoo, stop at Bond House. Get yourself a nice meal, right? Because we'll be there and get you a nice little croissant on the side. You know
0: what I'm saying? Fire. Put a little butter on that thing. And then when you leave from there, and you on the nightcap. Stop at the shipyard pub, right? Get you a nice drink. And then that's it.
1: And you go to your coach. then you
2: should be right. Go home.
1: You should be ready to go. Yeah. Word. Get a quick shout out to my brother JB. JB verse everybody. Follow his podcast, and um, everybody be well, be safe, and we ain't going to waste no time. We're going to get right into it. So, we got a special guest tonight. Every guest is special, but this one
0: is real special, special. We're about, play, about to talk yeah. about something different.
1: Word. Triple C play that in the background, baby. That's mm-hmm. saying Yes. The owner of Quantum of History. Also, a fellow brother in blue, BPD detective. He's phenomenal. He's got a phenomenal body at work that he's going to discuss tonight. And uh, we love, we appreciate him. Dre, what else you got? I just want
0: to say he also has a phenomenal body. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, yo. Hey. hey, yo. Mother,
1: a- yo. No, but also his fellow podcaster. Absolutely. Yeah. But, y'all, let's get into it. My brother, Donnie, everybody.
2: Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. You guys came on my show, and you guys hit it out of the park. <laughs> I got so much good reviews from you guys. So a uh, real treat to come on the Silverback Chronicles.
0: My man. Awesome. the kids are Silverback in the gym. <laughs> Word.
2: I remember the first time I met you. Before we even became partners, you were like, I started the uh, the CrossFit gym downstairs. You did, you did. And you, uh, you hit me up and like, yo, come down. And then you were like a beast in it down there. And I was like, yo,
0: who's this dude? Who's this dude? You now you, you, I mean, you was a phenomenal instructor on the CrossFit tip. So awesome. So I was like, yo, I gotta I gotta go balls to the wall. Actually, Happy was the one that put us on. Shout out to Happy in New Jersey. Yeah, a good brother over there. He's the one that's like, yo, hit him up. Hit him up, we worked out, it was dope. That's what's
2: up. And then now we're partners. And now we're partners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's dope. Life's funny. Life's funny, right? That's Crazy. awesome,
1: bro. So Donnie, what's up, man? Well, um, tell the world where you're from. Born and raised, bro.
2: Well, thanks again for having me on. I'm actually born and raised uh near Lake Placid, Saranac, like New York, way upstate. Okay. It's basically like forty five minutes from Montreal. Montreal. Bro, okay. you remember that movie with the big ass alligator, right? In the lake, remember that movie, Lake Placid. Yeah, Lake Placid. Yeah, like like, I said, we we hosted the Olympics twice. Like (laughs) the Olympics, right? We held the crazy Nineteen thirty two and nineteen eighty. We had the Miracle on Ice was in Lake Placid. Whoa. You know what everybody remembers? Wow. That goddamn movie. <laughs> that Every time I say, yo, I'm from Lake Placid, somebody's like, oh, you got that big alligator, right? <laughs> Who even saw that movie? Nobody saw that movie right. in the theaters, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, you got Cult the big classic. alligator, right? Cult classic. Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, it the was was a terrible ice. movie. Uh, right. You're <laughs> going ice,
0: whatever. Yo, Lake Placid <laughs> though? <laughs> right.
2: That's that big alligator. Right. No, that's yeah. it. I ain't no. never going up there. No, that's it, right? You, you just, defeated the Russians in the best war moment of the Cold War, right? No, 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 no. We got the alligators. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's where I grew up and uh and then I sp- got hired with uh, the US Border Patrol and I moved to Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I was stationed at of Deming, New Mexico. And there right. I spent 4 years there and then uh li- in the ente- in the la tierra encantada and then uh g- made myself over to Baltimore City. So it's been uh
1: how was your experience? What uh, you, where was you at in Mexico? You yeah, uh, I was patrol.
2: I was in Deming, New Mexico. So nice. basically, if if you look at the uh, the the geography of New Mexico, there's a boot heel, and there's nothing, there's nothing there. So that's where I was stationed. We would have we, there were places that you'd go that you would have to have sixty miles to even get a gas station. Wow. we actually had to put governmental gas stations in, uh, the desert so that we could actually get to our post because there's nothing there. And then you would get to your post, you'd go through drive drive through like. Miles and miles of dirt roads and shit like that um, to actually get to your post. Oh, so wow. it, was, it was a whole different. It was a whole different world, man. It was a. It was. It's definitely the juxtaposition between two conflicting paradigms of border patrol and nothingness of New Mexico versus the uh, the lines then that is Baltimore City.
1: Mm. So, what made you want to leave? Man, there's nothing
2: to do. <laughs> is that boy. Yeah, oh it, my god! It, four years is long enough. Four years was long enough. Four oh, yeah, years yeah. was long enough. I, I the work was a lot of fun. Like I said, you play hide and go seek for a living. You to play with amazing toys. Like we had these FLEER recons mm. that you could you could you'd hike. To, your whole job is hiking. Like when you're and all. The, by the way, if there's any customs agents that claim that they're border patrol stop that, if you wear if <laughs> you if you wear, if you wear a blue, stop saying you you introduce yourself as a customs agent, please. Don't call yourself border patrol. If you wear green, you're border patrol. Big difference. Big difference. The green jumpsuit. The, mm. Yeah, the, yeah. The green. The green. You actually go hiking. You actually go catch people. You go arrest people. If you wear blue and you work at an airport, you stamp passports. Please don't, consider, don't. Oh. Say it. <laughs> okay. look, shots fired! Shots I fired! Care. I don't care. I hear so many people be like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, exactly." I hear so many people who are like, "Oh, my my friend's border patrol. Like, where does he work? Oh, Charlotte, North Carolina. There's no border at Charlotte. You're a customs agent. Please stop. Please stop claiming border patrol. You can't claim it. You ain't border patrol. <laughs> Just like look, I'm from upstate New York. I can't claim New York. I can't claim New York. So it'd be like me from the, the woods of up. State New York, being like I'm from New York. How would you feel right now if you're like, oh, you know, you're from right the. Now, Bronx. Nah, you i ain't from. Family. I ain't from that. That ain't New York.
1: Well, because you know the first question, like, are oh, you from New York? Where? That's what's up. we'll, we'll part oh. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> and if I come say Lake Placid, you're gonna say you got Gators. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, you from upstate? <laughs> oh, you got oh, no doubt. <laughs> we always this. We have this uh joke too. Like every time anybody, if you're from like the city, the five boroughs, or whatever, you're, you, where are you from? The Bronx. That ain't New York. Where are you from? I'm from. Uh, I was actually born on the Empire State Building. That ain't New York. <laughs> no matter where you're from in New York, That's ain't going to be. That ain't New York. Ain't New York. <laughs> or because I mean,
0: we come across somebody from Brooklyn. I'll be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: exactly. You you voted for AOC. You, that ain't, ain't New York, yeah,
0: right? <laughs> but every time you come across somebody, it's like they assume you're from Brooklyn. Because right. I guess Brooklyn's the most popular. No. Barrel. Yeah, but BX stand up. No. Nah. Yeah. I mean the whole borough Even Long Island's popping Long Island's. Shout out to Long Island Everywhere popping bro Shout out to them Far Rockaway You know what I'm saying You know what I'm saying <laughs> Jones Beach, now, all, all Jones Beach has, yeah. like, oh, You know what I'm saying All Jones Beach Has like concert
2: every year You Jones Beach Oof mm. But anyway Anyway Yeah man. let me digress And take a sip of this martini Yeah there you go
0: I'm a, You know what I'm gonna take a sip mm. with you Hold up oh, yeah, Shout yeah. out to CW Post
1: well just Stony Brook, all my sea wolves What's good.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, Lo a, no, a good time, a phenomenal time. All right, this, so this um, Martinis
1: a good time. I'm it's sorry, an amazing bro. time, bro. So, what we'll led you to Baltimore
2: City, bro? Like uh, out of coming from, um, we using New Mexico. From the, coming from the Gatorland down to New Mexico, and then when I I was in New Mexico, and I wanted to come back east. So why, then we moved to Albany. Why you call it Gatorland? Because I have big gators in like La- oh. class. Yeah. <laughs> stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's not a game <laughs> over here, bro. I think it's in New Mexico. Uh, no, it, there's nothing like I said, it was. It was so crazy. Like even um, so, it never rains. It only rains for one week a year in New Mexico, and when it rains, it it, it the, the ground doesn't soak up any water. There are so many tarantulas that come up, like those big ass fucking smiders. Mm. That when you're driving down the road, you literally it sounds like speed bus going. Ooh, really You're just no crunching way. over Crunching over to It's It's a surreal It's a surreal world down there They that big Pause Yeah they big I mean they're harmless But they're They, they big That's not for me so, <laughs> yeah, and, and they are There's nothing out there Like Nah There's nothing Like I said The first time The first time you ever step on a rattlesnake Oof. It puckers your butthole it, so, Pause So right. so, <laughs> ASAP So I was Thank you Triple C yeah, We mm-hmm. used to uh, Like I said You have to walk in the desert so you walk in the desert and you can't, somebody's in your ear hole. Um, Damn, gotta ge- gotta another ge- one. Yeah. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chipsy. Thanks, <laughs> right. So anyways, you're getting punished in the ear hole and you're taking one for the Jesus team. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yo,
0: don't do that to that. Yo, he'll play this game one night. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> this guy will play the game.
2: Um, so <laughs> you, have somebody, you have somebody walking you in and somebody's on the, the FLIR walking you into the group and they'll just be laying up and you just have to sneak up on them and arrest them. Well, as you're going, you can't use a flashlight because it'll immediately. You can see a flashlight for thirty miles. Right. I mean, it's unless you use a red light, which even then you can see. So you're walking in, and I, and I remember the first time I was like a new training. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get him. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to him." I'm like, you know, sneaky bond over here, uh, going in, sneaking in, and then out of nowhere, out of nowhere. What is that? That's, that's, the, that's the, the sound snake, of a rattlesnake. The tail. That's oh, the sound man. of a rattlesnake. Yeah, yeah. You, you never forget. Shut it. Up. I didn't. I didn't know what it would sound like in person. And then the first time you hear it, yo, when you I say, it. oh, you fought it. When I say I jumped six feet in the air, no, ah! <laughs> I was fanning my face. I was done. I was like, no, yeah, you, I'm good. No, you didn't I'm see good. It. And well, I jumped up, but I'm like, and then I, I'd like have to walk back. I'm like a little real princess style
1: because you don't know exactly where. I have no idea where yeah, it is. I do not even figure it out.
2: I have a flashlight, but you can't put it in because if you push the flashlight out, you, the group's going to see you. That's the el- you know, the you element can. of surprise is done. Yeah, you're done. It <laughs> was done as soon as he screamed. <laughs> <believe me>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so after doing that for a while, um, I would always, the reason I picked Baltimore was I moved to Albany for a little while and I was going to do like a New York State Trooper thing. But when we were on I a checkpoint, too, at one point, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's and when you're in New York, it's it's, it's a well-paying job, absolutely. You know, it's it's. I thought, it's, it, was, I thought it
0: was very prestigious.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was. The state trooper too. State New York, in New York City. What? Also, <laughs>
1: um, New Jersey. Those guys facts, but New York, they started out state trooper They started out with eighty grand. Yeah, that's walking through the door. Yeah, yeah. Wow. so I was like, sign me up. Yeah,
0: with that gray, with that gray uniform. What? Gray and, and, and and the, the hat? Sti- Those
1: No, no, that Stetson.
0: That's, that's Ugh. Stetson Ugh.
1: Stetson That shit could be Bitch pink And I'd have been Wearing that Motherfucker with <laughs> Precision <laughs> with You hear me yeah. What With <laughs> the shoulder pads On for the shirt
2: <laughs> 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 But yeah So I, I moved there And I was like Alright well maybe I'll do the State Trooper route And then I started Applying and then I'd always When I was a Growing up as a kid My favorite show Weirdly as a Growing up as a kid Was Homicide Life in the Street My favorite show and My mm. favorite character Of any TV show I've ever seen Is Frank Prempleton from um, Homicide: Life in the Street, and the way he did the interrogations, the way Baltimore was portrayed—the gritty, the the dark, the depressing—I don't know, I don't know what the allure was. I was like, damn, I want to work there. All from that show, all from that show. So I, I didn't have any kind of—I um, didn't know Baltimore other than Homicide: Life in the Street, and my I said my favorite character of all time is Frank Pembleton mm-hmm. from uh, Homicide: Life in the Street. So then um, we were down on um, a checkpoint one day working on Border Patrol. And sometimes you get detailed to a checkpoint where you're just on the road just checking people's citizenships. It's boring as hell. And somebody had the application to look at people's scanners, like the uh, the radio scanners or whatever, and they put it on in Chicago. And Chicago was like, shots fired, shots fired. Go, 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 go. Mm. And I'm sitting here bored as hell, sitting here at this checkpoint. I'm like, uh, that's, that's, I want that. I want that city cop life. I want to know what that's like. I want to be entrenched in that. And I've done the desert thing, and I'm I'm kind of done with this thing. I want a new challenge. And uh, hearing the radio of you know shots fired, shots fired, go 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 go, I'm like damn that that the high piece high speed stuff that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And then I remember going to Baltimore, and then I visited Baltimore. I had a friend down here, and I was like, you know what, I'm applying, I'm applying here. This is where I want to go. I was this, this this I got my I got my city life. I got my my high speed. I got my Frank Pembleton, I got everything I want to do right in the city. So then I applied, and then like a month and a half later, uh, they told me yo, you start. You start Monday, and I had two days to go get an apartment. And start the academy. A month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half they took me. Yo, you gotta lock this shit up, yo. This shit is, this shit is nice. <laughs> 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 they gave me three. Damn. Like I said, yo, my wife and proposed to me. Oh <laughs> yo, shit! Nice, <laughs> nice. Look at you, badass. Yo, that's it, yo. <laughs> 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 you don't leave this on the free agent market, yo. Right at all. <laughs> Don't even let
1: it walk past you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow, so how much time you got on now with the city? Seven. It'll be seven in April. Seven in April. That's what's up, bro. Yep. I did the uh, academy, and then I did just about a year, almost a year. And on, then the I, on the street? On the patrol, and then I got into the robbery unit, and then the robbery unit morphed into drug unit, and then did the drug unit for years, and then uh, I got down to DDU. And doing uh, robberies and dabbling in shootings here and there. So nice. It's been, a,
1: it's been fun. It's, it's, been, been it. it's been a little ride. Yep. So was it everything you expected?
2: And more. I I could tell you that. Um. Yeah. I, and I kind of did this with my application. I recently rocked, talked to. Or recently wrote an application for law school, and I and I talked about how. Again, we have talked about the juxtaposition of paradigms that I've had, and then we've talked about living on the border and looking at what border crosses grow through and what these people from Oaxaca or these people from Guatemala or what these people are coming through and the story that they have when you talk to them and how their journey is and what they're trying to do. And I've had that, that sense of culture, that paradigm. And now I've gone into Baltimore and I have a completely different paradigm. I'm from upstate New York. It's almost 95% white, but very poor white. Mm -hmm. All right. We live from the sticks. Almost everybody, you know, has a very blue collar job. There's no, I didn't know what wealth was until I had college. I had mm-hmm. no idea what it looked like to be wealthy, and the first girlfriend I ever had from college um, was wealthy in this place in Lake George, and then I had another girlfriend after that was wealthy in Long and that's the first time I ever exposed to wealth. I thought wealth was like making $150,000 a year. Big difference. A big difference. I had no idea what it's like to have three homes and one is in the Hamptons. How about that? I had no idea until I, yeah, until I hit college. Until you start out. So, yeah. So Damn that ass up. <laughs> that's it. This right. this 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 dick has brought me places. Right? Absolutely.
1: <laughs> right. Got to thank her father. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Where are going this weekend? honey <laughs>
2: pulling that hair. That's, Wherever pull, you want to go. That's it. The, the, the dick and the magic belt will bring you anywhere you want to go. If you do it right. <laughs> So, my, my man. <laughs> so I, uh, so yeah, so I, I, the first time I actually experienced wealth was, was long on. So I've lived in poor weight. I've lived in poor Mexican and in Baltimore, it brought me to the poor black and it is a completely different, Remember the first time I walked into Baltimore, I could not believe how segregated it was mm. just like it is blacks here, line whites here. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, I, and I've you know kind of been a, a, a lot of the country. Baltimore was never anything like I experienced as far as segregation. If you go down a street, you are the only white person walking there. I've never experienced that before. It's a whole different paradigm. Mm. You go anywhere else, you're the only black person walking there. And then you look at what people go through and you go into these projects and you live and you see how they live. It's not just reading it in a book. It's not just studying it or thinking about it or talking about it in a book or talking about it in a classroom or talking about it. You literally live and you see what these people live, live like. And it's a completely different awakening that you have. And Baltimore has given me that. Given Baltimore has given me the chance to see what the third you know, aspect of, of you know United States of America living is like.
1: Right. Was it
2: overwhelming for you at first? Uh, I don't know if it was overwhelming because I was so open to actually being part of this. And experiencing well, that, but when reality hit you, was like wow, it's it is was this way really worse. Like, this? <laughs> it was way yeah, it's way worse. It, and I try to explain people that that haven't that are from a different area, or from even like a fluent white people that I know or fluent any kind of thing to understand what it's like, to understand the culture, to understand the mindset, to understand what it's like to walk into these people's homes, and to to walk in and see one dirty mattress where two kids are sharing it to walk into these houses and to see how this is, how life is and how it's not just like, that's just how it is for the entire area, how the entire blocks, it's just a normalcy. The fact that the living on a mattress has become normalized, you you can't explain that. It's just, it's ineffable. Like it's just something that you cannot, you have to see for yourself to experience. And I I can't, I definitely cherish the fact that I have that experience and that I can draw on it. Right. And Baltimore has definitely given that to me because there's only how many cities in the in this in this country that can give you that kind of experience. There's only a handful, you know. I was going to say absolutely. Detroit, St. Louis, New Orleans, right? Chicago, Chicago, but only a certain part of Chicago. Chicago's even more
0: super wealthy up there.
2: Yeah, I mean they. I, would, they, uh, I did a, a class. My entire class, one of one of my undergrad things is, is Chicago. How um, they gentrified it. And, in, and how it is, is just the high rises, just the entire, the entire class was all on how they organized Chicago and how Chicago is the reason it is today because of the decisions they made in the 1960s. Mm. You know? The
0: 1960s. You how about know? that?
2: When LBJ came in and uh, he just kind of, and he dropped N bombs and he was a racist guy, but they kind of view him as not that. But when he came in there, again, this, this new deal and all this other stuff that came in, in the, um, I mean, it's just these sixties where you just put them into, put all these, um, poor people and put all the blacks into one area and put them in high rise and call it the free housing and all that stuff. All it did was just set them back, you know, stuff, but you get to see it. You get to see, I learned about that in a textbook 10 years ago, about what it was like. And then I moved to Baltimore and I had a conversation with these guys in, I remember when I was on patrol, I did, I had this conver- a long conversation. I had like a two hour conversation with these guys from Douglas Holmes and Douglas Holmes is, a, is another projects in, in Baltimore city. And I talked about, like, I will, you know, I will never know what it's like to be you. I'll never understand. You'll never understand what it's like to be. And I will never try to pretend like I know what it's like to be you, but you act like we're the bad guys. And I get it. The police are the people you see, but the, we are the enforcement. We are the reciprocation of things that have been decided by your government, forty years ago, fifty years ago, sixty years ago, when they put when they built these projects, they're put in there for a reason, and and it's and it sucks, and it's like, how do you get out of it? Right. How do you get out of it when you live in a world that is all this?
0: Right. That's, That's a beautiful point. Yeah, damn. So the fact is. that like you you know, don't get mad at us. You know, we're just the enforcers of something that was decided before I was even been I'd never been here and it was already decided right yeah. yeah.
2: and, and I think I I think I struggle with my morality at the same point as I've gotten more into Baltimore and I've gotten when I did the drug unit for a, for a while I think my own morality as being a police officer has been challenged in seeing that why the hell am I arresting a guy a corner boy sitting there dealing drugs when he's grown up and that's all he knows what mm. When I, when I want to be a police officer, when I am be in law enforcement, when I want to do these things, what is my objective? My objective is to help people, to make life better. And I, I view that as the things that we view as automatically wrong. Murder, rape, robbery, theft. No, no, one can just, no human, human is going to discuss it or try to um, say that those aren't the wrongs. But we start getting into the weeds when we talk about drug laws and enforcing the corner boys. and, and who, are we making, Are we making these communities better? Are we making them better by arresting a corner boy for slinging a 30-pack? Right. And, that, and that's kind of the morality I, I've been kind of – I've been faced kind of in Baltimore, I think, is is, is, is the drug war worth it or who are we fading or or what what is, is the cost-benefit analysis worth it? Is it worth it putting me this 19-year-old kid who's dealing drugs in the corner and then he probably has a kid by 19 – he probably has one kid. Absolutely. And just the reality. He probably has at least one kid and one baby mom. Now I'm putting him in for two, three years. Tops. Like, you know, it's Baltimore City, you're probably getting a you're probably getting a, a recon. But even if you go for two years for drug offense, now you've missed that kid's first two years and now you're still a kid of yourself. I, I don't know. Is, is is the cost benefit analysis worth it for what works in Baltimore City versus what works in some place where like Harford County or, or some kind of Maybe, you know, does everything work for the same? And these, these are the morality faces that I, w- these are questions that I would have in my own mind that I would not have been exposed to without being part of a city like Baltimore.
1: Mm. That's dope. Now from, did you face a lot of adversity when you was on patrol? And how did that make you a better patrol officer?
2: Um, I think it was, per- see, I feel like I, f- I faced more adversity when I was in drug unit Okay. And I couldn't understand. Like when I was in Port Patrol, like patrol is patrol. You wear the uniform, they kind of view you as whatever, you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I made relationships. I worked in um uh, the you O'Donnell know, Heights area. I worked a lot of I talked to a lot of prostitutes, a lot of talk to like that. I'd make relationships with them mm-hmm. um to get information and things like that. It wasn't until the the drug unit that I really when you put on the plain clothes, right? You you become a knocker. Right. You know, you get Big difference. The difference. It call it you roll up. Big difference. They, they even <laughs> made a song <laughs> about me in O'Donnell Heights called the Blue Impala. The Blue Impala. The, the Blue Impala. Nice. Okay. The Blue Impala comes out. Okay. Baby. You know. That's it. So. <laughs> 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 I'm not got a whole song. <laughs> Blue yeah. Impala. The Blue Impala. Blue when Impala. you see that Blue Impala, it's game over. It's you game know? on. You know, Big D's de- <laughs> coming. <laughs> <laughs> the big fine one's coming out. I'm no saying. <laughs> um, but yeah. The big fine was another story I'll have to get into later. But. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, but I think that's when I first found the first barrier because immediately you, you come up, you are automatically judged. You are something besides what your thoughts are. Because mm. I consider myself kind of uh, I, intrinsical. I, I think that I think about things. I think I, I, I don't just take things at face value. I think there are layers to everything. And if I come up to you and you approach me and we have a thing, I don't view you as layer corner boy and not there. And you shouldn't evaluate me as knocker, white, big white boy. Just want to lock me up. Just goon, you know, all that stuff. So I think there are layers to things. And I think that was the first time I felt like no matter what I said, no matter what rationale I made, no matter what kind of rationale or any kind of articulation that I could make about why I'm there, what I'm doing, my job. It didn't matter because I'm wearing, I'm white. I'm wearing a, a knocker uniform and I'm in that blue Impala and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much sense I make. It doesn't matter what I say. It's a whole big F you to me.
0: Mm, I'm not going to listen to you.
2: That's it. I, it doesn't matter what comes out of my mouth. It's it's all just noise. It's all just noise. It's noise fighting noise.
0: All
1: right. How was the ignorance The ignorant side of Baltimore when you got to the job to actually see it for reality.
2: Like, yo, are they really like this? No, it was another thing. And it's another thing that can't, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain when you try to, the things that come out of people's mouths and you're like, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin with trying to have a conversation with you because you're starting at a level that is so ignorant and so not based on fact that we can't have a conversation because you are, you're starting at this level. If you want to come up at a basis and I'll have a conversation with you based on, all right, you tell me your grievances. I'll tell you mine. And then we'll meet and we'll find out some kind of ground. But in Baltimore, sometimes the conversation is so, um, so down, so low on a, such a a level that you can't even understand Mm. that I can't even start to have a conversation with you because you're starting at an ignorant level that I can't even, I'm not going to bring myself down to.
1: Right. This is true. So that's challenging. It, you know, I guess it it is tough to deal with that, and it's it's crazy of the different hats that we have to wear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? And and trying to even build rapport from an ignorant level that's starting at a hundred, and it's like, wow, how am I going to meet this guy here or even bring him down if he's already red in the eyes and just wants to, you know, tear my head off?
2: Yeah, I mean that's we talk talks a lot about terrorism when you're talking about like mujahideen and trying to evaluate with like a Um, you know, Palestine and and Israel. One per one person wants, okay, spit that shit. Yeah. I I want you, I want your head cut off. Okay. I want to cut your head off. And then the other person's like, I don't want to, I don't want to die. How about I give you my hand? No, 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 no. I want you to die. Mm. Okay. What if I give you my arm? No, I want you to die. What if I give you a leg and an arm? No, I want your head. I want you to die. And you're having this conversation where there's no give and take. There's no, there's one level there's emotion, there's ignorance, and I can't bring you to anything that where I can give you an intelligible uh, back and forth between facts, between ideas, between thoughts, between anything that we could have, between anything. You are starting at a point where you're a knocker, you're white, I want you to die, fuck you, get you out of my place. Mm. Whereas I'm parting and saying, yeah, I'm white, yeah, I'm a knocker, I have something that I'm trying to do, but you have your own thoughts, and maybe we can come in the middle where I'm trying to maybe protect drug trade, drug prevent shootings, prevent, you know, casualties, all this other stuff. You're coming at a point where fuck you. I want you to out of my, out of my hood. You don't belong here. You're white. You're a knocker. You're in the blue and public. Get out of here. Uh, And I can't, I can't make a place better and I can't help in the position that I've been given, which is a police officer, which you do have a lot of power. You have a lot of power. You have a lot of power to change. You have a lot of power to influence these people's lives. And if you can't meet at some kind of place where I can talk to you, what's the point? Mm -hmm. If you want me to die, I don't want to die. yeah I'll give you a leg, but I don't want to die right. and that's that's the way it is.
0: hundred percent the communication has been there's no communication anymore. There's something very similar when you said about the emotions and the facts. Eric Rittmeyer spoke about that and the fact that like they're just super emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you are and you're showing up with the facts and it's like the communication is not happening. Because it's just like what you said; it's just noise. That's it. It's
2: just noise. And even when you, with the fight with your significant other, when she's hyped up yeah. and it's all emotion coming at you, you can't yeah. talk her down. It's just all emotion, and it's the same thing when you're talking to these dudes. It's all emotion. It's just a raw emotion that's coming at you, and there's no rationale to it. And you can't argue with emotion because emotion's not rational. We can't. It's we can't rational. We can't come at any kind of productive uh, mediation because you're just going to come at me with emotion, and emotion is just not going to help anybody.
1: Cause, uh, yeah, a lot of people work off emotion. Can't make an emotional response because that'll tear down everything you built. And in any given situation, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, dealing what we deal with out in the streets, ignorance is the only thing they
2: know. Yeah, you know, and it and you can't in the minute you show emotion. It's over. It's over. It's over. You right. will never get it back. Oh, so you have to You have to stay. So they They have to come at you, barrage you, barrage you, barrage you. You have to stay right. cool, try to keep at it. The minute you show emotion, they got you, and boom, it's over. And it just devolves. And before you know it, you're suspended for four days. And everything's recorded.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> and how dare you get beside yourself. So like in stoicism, right? Ancient philosophy. No, for real. Like, no, I'm listening. This sounds phenomenal. (laughs) No, 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 Stoicism, right? Okay. And Greek philosophy. Shout out to Amor Fatih. No, all day. They said, right? Epictetus, uh, Marcus Aurelius, even Julius Caesar. They said that when they were presented with a heavy, heavy decision, right? Of taking someone's life or sending one to prison, they said that they never made a decision that moment because at that moment your emotions play into it that's what they would say let me sleep on it right you know when people be like oh yep. let me sleep on it that came from the ancient greek philosophers they used to say you know what on a heavy 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 decision let me you know get my emotions out let me sleep on it And then tomorrow I could come back Nice and calm I'm fresh I'm fresh Yes I took a shower mm-hmm. Maybe I got the poison out I got a good night's
2: rest Yeah Exactly That's what I'm saying It's like you when know? you're thinking About a decision You gotta jerk one off Before you go on a date yeah, That's what I'm saying you, Yeah exactly You, you said it poison. better than me Those days are over yeah. I said <laughs> <say> you gotta <laughs> get the poison out I got you yeah, I <laughs> got you <laughs> never, make, never make a decision Pre-jerk off No you can't, <laughs> you can't it's gonna be bad you know? It could be rug burn You know what I'm saying you don't want that. Even if, you you, the- even if you're pulling rope, like just <laughs> oh get it done. Yeah, if, if you got a turtleneck, good luck. That's it. Just get it done. <laughs> Blanket lit on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> and if you still don't feel that way, then it's meant to be. It's meant to be. They, they, they Whoa.
0: Yeah, but you get the poison out, you make the decision, now you're more rational.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely And
0: now it works out for everybody It does But now imagine right What I just said Or what we just spoke about Yeah We're making that decision In a spit of a second Absolutely yep. in Instantaneously our right. In our careers Right I don't have a moment Hey you know what right. He's pointing a gun at me Let me go home Let me take Take nap. it easy I'll be back tomorrow Same Maybe. time
1: Same channel <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, You have that Got right there. I'm going to freeze out. One out Right <laughs> I'm a little hot
2: right now I'm, I'm going to be honest with you yeah, time I don't on. like That's what it. you're doing There's a vacant right there I'm going to rub one out Real quick Right <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be back Alright and After I've fired one out in this vacant <laughs> And we're going to see If we're still ready To shoot you. bullets Because I'm going to Shoot the club up In that vacant
0: Oh, that dead wood I'm going to shoot that All that All that Oh
1: my goodness
0: <laughs> it's true, though. But that's that's essentially what we're doing. But you know what? That's that's why we, oh man. You know what? It's these split session, these split second decisions. I Absolutely. Mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we have we don't have a chance to go take a nap and relax
2: and you know that's, that's why
0: what we train. That's why we
1: train. Absolutely. So that the emotions are taken out of
2: it. Yeah, but I, mean, I think even like. You're talking about the the split-second. Excuse me, why I shake this martini? Go ahead. You hear that? Nice. Oh, how does that sound? How does that Amazing. sound? Amazing. Oh, my God. right. A little James Bond-Marty. Yeah, getting real yeah, sexy. Yeah. Um, even though, even not even considering the split-second decision, what about the decisions that you guys have? And I'll ask you guys about the same thing. I, I've had decisions on, we have a great amount of um, discrepancy and, you know, what we're going to, what we're going to choose to enforce and what you choose to enforce. And when you are on patrol, and especially in a city like Baltimore, there's, there's crim- crimes happening all the time. You are sur- surrounded, especially in your areas like the Southwest or West Baltimore, you're surrounded by criminality. Right. What is it that goes to your thought process about which, um, laws and which things that you would choose to enforce?
1: Well, I think that's an individual thing Yeah. because on patrol, you're kind of freelancing and, and you open it's like open season on what you want to investigate or what you want to arrest individuals for if you find. So you got to have an agenda on what you want to do. And I think patrol is perfect. It's, it, patrol is perfect for an officer to specialize in what they love to do. And that's when investigations come in. That's when doing drug, drug work comes in. That's when traffic comes in. You know, and, and you get to perfect your craft in doing all of these things that are available for you. Yeah. And the only thing that kind of um, keeps you busy is if you got a busy district, the calls. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're not busy, you could take your time and, and hone in on your skill set and, you know, do drug work, take your time, All do right. car stops, did do you traffic. Guys,
2: did you ever feel at a time when you questioned, like, I, I, the reason I'm I was talking about this is it's kind of, I'm seeing it a lot with the, uh, with COVID restrictions too. And I'm seeing, I just heard on the radio last night, somebody's all right, shut this down for COVID restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've got a restaurant in Baltimore who's been battered and bruised since 2015, since the riots. Wow. They're barely struggling. They are trying to make their living. Absolutely. Right? Now you've got, because all these politicians and everything that goes on, they are powerless without us. They need us. Absolutely. You can you can write any law you want. You, can, I can sit here and make any mandate. Hogan can do anything. Brandon Scott can say whatever he wants. But it doesn't matter unless we do it. Yeah, right. That's a phenomenal we, point. We have the power as police officers and all across the nation. We have the, that power to choose. And we could just say, you know what? You're overstepping your bounds. You're not any, any kind of framework of what America was founded on. So when you're sitting there and I, I, I find, have you ever had a, 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 a situation where you've had to struggle with your morality in, the fact that somebody or some law or something is mandating you to do something and you just wouldn't do it because basically I still have I still have my uh, my freedom of choice. As a police officer, you have so much power. You got so much discretion. Discretion. That's exactly what it is. You have so much discretion. And our moral compass plays a
0: huge part. Exactly.
2: And, in, and at some point, some I, I find myself this time, and especially with the COVID stuff, if I was on patrol and somebody told me to go shut a business down for COVID, I would have, I just couldn't do it. I, I just, there's things... I just couldn't do it this guy is just trying to make a living i don't know i mean that's that's the moral question that yeah i see a lot of yeah it. the
0: waitresses the wait- the waiters they're all trying to make a living it's no, like those hostesses Here you No, it's always the hostess yeah the hostess
2: if she wants to get those bartender tips Especially with Baltimore, there's so many. It's so you know, hello, how are you? Hola <laughs> You don't get that server position for free. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. a whole lot of restaurant managers hey. trying to uh, you know Yeah.
0: Oh mommy, I need a window, what's That's it? up? That's it. I need a window, see, what's up, ah. mommy?
2: <laughs> Applebee's <laughs> Applebee's <laughs> Stryffle, you started this. <laughs> But I'm yeah, saying
0: slip a little extra. I think
1: that's, that's it. um, it's the you know what? It ultimately it's dependent on that officer.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's. But you don't want to get into group think therapy where you're just like, well, this is it's such a cop out. Sometimes be like, well, this is what the brass is telling me because there are so many instances throughout history when you're, people have gone along with that. And, and you know, I look at I, like I said, I do a lot of for I'll do a lot of these history things and I study a lot for my podcast and um. I see a recurring themes in so many things uh, like from from Mao Zedong in China to uh, Francois Duvalier in Haiti Mm -hmm. to Stalin to Hitler to all these other things to Mussolini. It's always that. All right. Well, I mean, I was told to do this and that's why I'm doing it. And,
1: and I get that too. And that's all about being a leader. Some people aren't because there is brass that tell you to do something and I hear another supervisor, like for instance, I this happened, I think like two year, a year two years ago. Uh, I think I was detailed, and they had us. Um, it was cold. It was around this time. It was cold though. Yeah. Right. And we was da- it was downtown deployment, so you know with the businesses, but it was so cold. And a commander, he was like, uh, "I want everybody outside their cars, standing out in front of their cars." I mean, in this blistering cold. So a supervisor. A sergeant got on air, and he said, "Would you do it? I doubt you wouldn't. Ooh, yeah, because you in your car cozy right now. Mm-hmm. So he made this. Yo, everybody heard. We was like, oh, like that's what's <laughs> up. Like that's a true leader. That's how yeah. you protect your
2: people. That's it. That's because like,
1: because commander, would you do it? You know, you wouldn't be standing out there blistering cold right. if it's not needed.
0: So don't right. give out orders. You
2: wouldn't follow, right?
1: Because you, you s- can you can still show um, omnipresence inside
2: your vehicle, a hundred percent." You saw it a lot in the riots, I think too. I oh, remember, absolutely! Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember there was this. We were stuck w- before the the main day. We were down in the Inner Harbor, and this is the when right in front of the con- um, right on Conway Street, right before the uh, right in front of the stadiums. We started smashing all the cars and stuff. And there was a lieutenant who was sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I, I only had like four months on the job, and single thirteen. They're smashing our car. smashing our car. Come on, we need help. And, this, and you just saw a bitch. You saw a bitch in the guy's eyes. Yeah. There's no other way to describe it. He has a he has a gold badge, but he was a bitch in his eyes. Coward. Absolutely. Gold badge, but he wasn't a leader. Nah. So you, he's looking all around. He's looking around. I'm like, I'm sitting in the van. I'm fuming. Right. I'm hear far far of-
1: I hear him. I'm like, get the fuck out like, of here. Like, how are you not about that
2: action when it's time to get there? I'm sure, I'm sure his boxes were a little wet and I understand he
1: probably pissed all over himself that's yeah, what know. it is like, straight and he, square
2: and he still it, I can understand like he's trying to play the politics if I gotta protect Harbor East but there's nobody there there's no processes there everybody's calling for help screaming help so finally I just got in ran out of the, ran out of the van I go are we fucking going or what what are we doing come on right. and then for like two years Steve from the wagon guy, still to this day, goes, come on. Still <laughs> so to this day, because that's it. Like, sometimes.
1: Yo, just make the executive decision. That's so it. what?
2: Because he was ready to go. That's it. I mean, just because you have a brass and just because like, you have that, sometimes it's just bitch in your eyes.
0: It
1: is. And, then- and they shouldn't even be in that position. There's there's a a leadership. of leadership. Yeah, they, they
0: hide behind that power. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Until you come across, like you always say, a real one. And come like- across a, a real one, That yeah. that's a game changer. Yeah, we've been in a couple situations like that, and it's like it takes a
1: man.
2: Very few people who have power earned it.
1: it, Yeah, oh, say say that again.
2: Say that again. Very few people who have power have earned it. Absolutely, you know. You look at these wonders that are have LT in you know eight, nine years, or sergeants in three, four years. You know, you haven't done anything. Buff magicians. That's it. Like, yeah.
1: Phenomenal knee pad work. <laughs> I mean, in our previous, in our
2: previous, <laughs> in you got our, to, you got from hostess to server. <laughs> what immediately? <laughs>
0: immediately. What? We spoke about that in our previous episode. You know, a retired captain. Yeah, Lonzo Walling he, he said it. It's a, it's a difference between you know just having that title and then being a leader. Mm-hmm. You're
1: authorized to to serve in that in that position but you you know, you don't know how to lead. But it's I, a big difference. Yeah,
2: uh, but I think the same point, we talk about it from police to lieutenants and above, but I think even talking about some citizenry to police, we still have power in the same way. Uh, when we go into neighborhoods or we choose what we enforce, we choose where things, we have to look at our own morality about what we choose, and sometimes it may conflict with what um, we're told to do or what our – Things like go over there, get get get, give me numbers, give me numbers, get, do this, do this, that. Maybe it's not that. Maybe you just have to stand up as your own even patrol. You have that same chance to be a leader.
1: Absolutely. You have
2: the badge. You have a lot. You have an enormous amount of power. Being that, you can take away somebody's freedom. You can write. You can write a piece of paper, and a judge signs it, and you can take a ram, smash somebody's door, hold them in their own living room, and search through their entire house. Absolutely. And that's a l that's a lot of power when you think about the gravity, what it's like, and I remember the first time I started writing warrants, you start writing warrants because that's what you're supposed to do that's what it is it's the first time it's exciting right and then you start writing them and you start really ex- executing them and seeing that and yeah, you get results and it's it's a good feeling, but sometimes you're like man i I maybe should have done maybe should have done a little more on this one, mm-hmm. maybe I should just let this one go because shit this is just this is just a
1: sad house, you right. know what I mean right. Like, was it really worth it?
2: Your morale comes,
0: it plays It plays into you.
2: It does. I, I think that you have to still have, you still have to humanize who you're, who you're policing.
0: And a lot of people don't realize that, like, the job that we do, mm. we're human beings. Like, we feel for these people that we're serving. Yeah. And Hell it just yeah. so happens that, like, you know, they have, back to the beginning of the conversation, you know, we're speaking to them, but all they hear is noise. Mm-hmm. They're not hearing that we're trying to help. Mm-hmm. Like we're saying, "I'm trying to help you," but they don't see that. They just see the uniform. Yeah, but well, at the same p- point,
2: you're in their living room. You got them in handcuffs, and I and I, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, I guess, but you still have them in handcuffs in their own living room. So when you take that power, you, you have to really, you have to really understand the power that you've been given. Now you
1: have to, because, like for me. My morale never comes into play because I'm built one way. I took on this job to do it the way it's supposed to get done. Mm-hmm. So if I'm making ex- if i make an executive decision, I'm a honed in. I-, I already know what I'm doing and I'm stuck on it. I'm not going to go back and think, "Well, should I have really have done that?" Should I? No, mm-hmm. because if you start thinking like that, that's when you know you did something wrong. Yeah, and that's a problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah. that's okay to own up to it because you know. It's okay to uh, take accountability for what you've done. Yeah. Right. If I messed up, listen, I messed up. It happens. Yeah.
2: Account- I mean, like Same thing. I, I feel like I, I stand by every warrant I ever wrote. As Absolutely. Legal, I, I stand by every arrest I've 100%. ever made. Me too. I stand by every arrest. There's nothing I regret nope. about that. Right. My implementation of the law that it's written, I have no qualms. I did everything to the letter of the law. I never had A, knew what B was, and then had C, and then just kind of gave B wrote B in there even though I didn't have it. Right. right. And I've, I've seen that before too. It's it, it's it doesn't happen all that often, but it does happen. I've had A, I've had B, and I've got to C. Mm-hmm. I have no qualms about the morality that I've had and everything, every word I've ever written on this job I stand by. Absolutely. But at the same point, sometimes I have um, trepidation about the laws themselves and what my actual impact is. Mm. And I think that's, that's where I grapple sometimes is am I going – and I'm just am I just beating a dead horse or am I just beating a beaten person by going into these projects and hammering a corner boy? Is that why you want to go to law school? No, I want to go to law school to make money. <laughs> <laughs> my man, what kind now, of law do you think I just about? Wanna, I want to do corporate law, just like you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to work for Exxon Mobil and Club Baby Seals. <laughs> 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 like I've, I've done, I've done my time in public service. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it, but I feel like if I was to get into politics, that would be like a dream, maybe doing congressman or something like that. But my dream profession would be to go to corporate law and then become a lobbyist and then kind of get into DC and kind of have some kind of influence based on that. That would be so, my, my dream. But be dope. Kind of go through those steps. Um,
1: Do you think law enforcement has prepared you for that?
2: Yeah. like As I said before, like, I've seen, I grew up in poor white. I worked in poor Mexican and now I've grown up in poor black. And, Um, I've kind of seen it firsthand. I didn't read it in a book. I didn't just kind of skate through. I really entrenched myself. And when I was in border patrol, um, there were years I made the most arrest of the entire station in Baltimore. I've been entrenched. I have really good closure rate. I have really good stats with the narcotics. I've really been entrenched in everything I've done. So I feel like I've, I've been rewarded for how much I've given in with personal enrichment. And then again, experiencing things I love experiences, whether it be, you know, Baltimore, whether it be New Mexico, whether it would be hostess, you know, it's just all about experiences,
1: you know. That's dumb. Your life's body of work's prepared you for this portion in your life that you want to go on and do something else. Yeah. And I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah, Senator Wall Journal were Word, big D, pause. <laughs> I've I,
2: You ever seen uh Demi Moore and Striptease? Absolutely. I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd be the Senator Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him.
0: Man.
1: <laughs> man, <he laughs> Shout out to Jimmy. That's yeah. it, yeah. Burn Reynolds, man. Absolutely. Yep.
2: Wow. And, yeah, I think that you're seeing a lot. I see a lot of at the same point. I see a lot of these politicians, and I, I see a lot of things with um, balancing like critical race theory and critical theory and conflict theory, and what you see in these paradigms, and how it just it just would not work for this for this country. How does it work for anybody? you look at what BLM movement has done. BLM movement has basically taken Marxism and, uh, the teachings of Karl Marx and have just rebranded it as yep. instead of being class warfare, which is what socialism is. Class warfare is we have to blame the proletariat and then, or we have to blame the bourgeois for everything that's happened. And then what it is now is that we have to blame classes and you just instead of just class warfare. It's now just race warfare. Mm. And, uh, you know, you just see it in these politicians before, and they haven't lived it. They haven't been in there. They haven't been. They haven't seen what we've seen. Mm-hmm. They haven't seen what these what these actual conditions are. You just read it in a book, and it's all, so different. And I always call. I always say that communism and socialism is such a seductive. It's so seductive, right? Because you're basically saying that, um, hey, you know what? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You know what? It's it's their fault. You haven't been, You haven't given. You haven't been given access. You've been putting these projects. You've been forced to live this way. It's not your fault. It's their fault. It's how much you can swallow. That's it. <laughs> oh my god! It's not your fault. It's the fault you have a gag, you have a gag reflex. That's all That's it. And then he adds, That's it. It. "How about that?" That's it. You there's a there's a limit, sweetheart. <laughs> I'd love to bring you on, but you joke too much. That- <laughs> This body, this
1: body of work is not for you, my love. That's it's it. Okay. That's
2: it. You know? uh. <laughs> 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 dream, like the show is gone. Yeah, you might want to. You know, Tanner down the road Maybe you can take him But this one Absolutely. You, ain't, you ain't taking this one Yeah this log is too much for you <laughs> <laughs> Go play in the kiddie pool baby No that's it That's you know what what I'm it <laughs> <laughs> Don't dive in the deep end If you're, if right. you're here for the waiters Because a shark wait Over here baby <laughs> <laughs> Put your arm floaties on And go see Tanner Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> triple, C. You triple C Come on Amazing <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs>
1: nah, that's uh it's amazing. What a great. All right, so so uh, damn, seven years already, huh?
2: Yeah, it's flown. It really has flown by. I swear, it really has
1: flown by. Cause I'm coming up. With, yeah, me and Dre coming up on our tenth, and I swear it's like yeah, ten completely yeah. yeah. It's oh man, I just I don't know where the time has gone, and. You know, that, that that saying is, is you know, time flies by when you're having fun. Because I, I just remember on patrol and having so much fun there and the chemistry, the rapport we had with our squad and just the district in total with command. It was a big family. And it's like, you know, you go to different units within the, the department. And, you know, for me being an instructor and, you know, just so much experience I gained from that. To what I'm doing now, it's uh, time is going by, man. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. And I, and I think that is it's it's amazing how much we talked about this the other day. And that the decisions in the last five six years, none of them have been for crime fighting. You look at every, and it's been nationwide. You've been in the department. No decision that's been made by politicians, by brass, by anything has been in the in the hopes of making the community better or making um community safer or the fact that you're trying to fight law enforcement it's all been um accountability 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 officers this schedules all this other stuff everything seems like it's been anti the people who are on the ground and how do you how, I know I asked this question to you when you were on my on my podcast how do you sell this job anymore i mean how do you sell this job
1: you know i sell it because when you do the job that's supposed to be done the right way community policing is easy it makes your job easier building that rapport with the public you know wherever 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 you wherever your uh your district is mm-hmm. getting out there you know it's it the job is still fun
2: people is it? love it I love it
1: yeah I love it because I guess I love it because I don't let politics affect my vision yeah you know, mm. Un- unfortunately, politics affects a lot of people, and I get it because politics is—it's not a fun game to play mm. at all. Because at the end of the day, somebody's going to get hurt, somebody's not going to like it, and and an executive decision is going to be made. Now you can either ride with it or get off—you know, get off it and keep it moving. But I don't let politics bother me or cloud my vision because I know what I'm here for, and I know what this job has done for me, what this career has done for me, and what I love doing. So that's why it doesn't bother me at all, because with anything, there's rules, and politics it plays a, a huge point with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's for some people, and it, and it's not for them. But even the ones that bitch and complain, they ain't going nowhere.
2: They're still going to yeah. be here. Yeah. The, I remember a year ago, two years ago, I used to be all gung-ho, like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you bitching? First of all, you're making almost 100 grand with overtime and all this other stuff, and your ass is so dumb that you couldn't you could not make this anywhere else. You right. you should be thinking, you're literally signing up for overtime and you're sitting there and putting you sitting in a car with, with emblems on it and making overtime. You need to stop bitching about it. Right. And and there there's been a point where I, I feel like with the overtime being cut, at least I could make uh, money and I could at least do my job. I feel like at this point in investigations, what they've done is You know, by taking away the overtime, by taking away all the things that we could do, um, freedom of schedule, freedom of everything else, they're really just hammering us down. Um, My ambition and my desire to do the job that I love doing, I loved being a detective, I love doing investigations, I love doing all that stuff. It has really cramped my um, morale to a point where almost paralysis has happened in my own um, career. And, mm. it, and it's sad to me because I, I was, I was a really good detective still. Am, I mean, I may mean, still am, but I was way better last year than I am this year because I have no overtime. I have no chance to investigate my crimes. I have no freedom. I, I'm just getting crushed. I think it's, take, it's taken its toll on you. It has taken its toll definitely on my morale. And I before I, I would ride with you last year same thing. Like, stop your bitching. Like, what are you doing? What you can still do this job. You can still have fun. There are parameters that are set that are probably had a bit, we should have been set for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they they've gone on the pendulum. Have gone so far the other way that it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I don't even know how I can justify. I'm, I'm, I'd love to be rah rah. I'd love to be you know yeah. Do the job. Do the job. I love the job. Now the pendulum's gone so far that it's like I'm 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 getting beaten. I'm just beaten down at this point. Yeah.
1: Do you think uh going to another unit would would, would help
2: well I, I again I had the same question like so I got offered a couple of units and I turned them down because the schedule was, was terrible mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself like what e- even if i had we had a same thing somebody was offered whatever unit you want to go to, and they were asked you know what what, your, what unit would you want what's your dream unit and I'm thinking here I'm like I don't even know. And that's a sad feeling for me to have mm-hmm. with a department and being a police officer is the sad feeling that I'm like, I don't even know where I aspire to because the units that I used to want to do, like, you know, homicides like that, who wants that schedule? Who wants to live that life? You know what I mean? Like, who <laughs> right. wants to live that life? Right. <laughs> like unless, Man, he has a point. Unless you never want to see your family again, then. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or what else? What is, what is the dream unit now that I want to go to? And in every single unit that I think about has a caveat of schedule treated worse called in all these other things like I don't mind working I I work my ass off I don't mind the work hard work is what I've been built on Mm -hmm. but it has to come with some kind of something and why I'm just that's that's a sad part of my career that I've come to And this kind of crossroads that I've come to in my career is that it's sad that I don't even have anything to look forward to I don't have any unit I want to go to because they all have they all are shit at this point you know, there's only unless you want to do RMS work nine to five, but then you're doing paperwork. But doing the actual job, if you want to do it, it comes with a caveat of they keep crushing you, they keep massing your schedule, they keep doing, they take away the overtime arbitrarily. Um, I mean, I just I don't see the reward for going after these these high end these higher end positions when I got to sacrifice the other things. And at the same point, I have other interests besides being a police officer. Absolutely, and that's not
1: what I tell anybody to you know. Have something else Have other endeavors You definitely you have, have to have something You have else. to You know You gotta have other outlets I You know I look at it at the standpoint as When we came in Of course you get on patrol You know when you're punching in You just don't know When you're punching out
0: Yeah
1: So I always look at things like that
0: I always well, thought that was amazing
1: Right Or, or my brother Dre I Dre, love that Dre always told me <laughs> Because Dre's been in a couple units. He always told me, when I first left, got out of patrol, he said, bro, always pack light because you never know how long you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. So I don't let nothing bother me. Yeah, And I'm going to always pack light to whatever unit I go to. Nothing is guaranteed. You could be there for a week. Guess what? You got to go back on patrol. Mm-hmm. so I don't I just you know I don't let none of that bother me because I know police work and I love to do it so if others around me that's why I got such you know great energy because mm-hmm. I love when I go out and I affect people that does that does the service for me when I actually go out there and I talk to people on the street talking to them letting them know listen stop doing what you're doing mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying give them a brief bio about myself. And then when you bridge that gap together, that's when all this is paramount. That's what makes it worth it for Mm. me doing the job. You can't control what's going to happen at the department. There's assholes there. There's just like there's assholes with any job. Mm. Whatever decision they make, I'm not going to let that affect me because I'm still going to. My personality, I'm always going to have fun regardless Mm. of any situation. I'm going to have fun and we're going to make some money. Some way, shape, or form. Listen, we work in the city. There's money everywhere. Everywhere. To be made.
2: Well, that, that, that's my problem is that there's no more money in investigations.
1: Now nah, I feel you. That's you might I have mean, to that's, branch I mean, out, baby.
2: I haven't. We. I mean I haven't had overtime In You might need a baseball game
1: You know what I'm saying You might have That's to do it. us Some secondary baby we're gonna,
0: we're gonna have to work Some baseball games
1: You know what I'm on. saying
2: put, put the blues back on I'm em. gonna have, have to Come look, back Like I said This this, go, dick go. Is, this dick has brought me places It's time for this dick To make some it's, money it's like, he's, still, he's fancy bro <laughs> He bougie now <laughs> That's it You know <laughs> He wear the set and drawers And shit <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying That's it'll it He <laughs>
1: <That's laughs> wear
2: the old Crime finders yeah. though They don't make They don't make Tom Ford Uniforms anymore You know
0: Salvatore Ferragamo, you know, you no, know, you
1: man. Notes. <laughs> but see, but that's me. I like, I love to put on my blues and go back and work some overtime. That yeah. don't bother me. It don't bother me. That's easy. Yeah, easy eight hour, ten hour, done. Okay, let's get it.
0: It don't bother me, but for, because I've been in investigations for so long, I have to get into a different mindset.
1: No, the mindset you got to get because once you put them blues on, I, oh. I'm, 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 I'm out of my comfy spot. <laughs> Shout out to every
0: patrol officer across this country. Why? You, know, you we do the, the job you, I bro. don't want to do. Yo, we <laughs> love you because, yo. You're the backbone at every department. Yes, yeah, especially the the uh, patrol officers that I got 15, 16, 20 years in patrol. Super facts. Yo. Yo, you, I'd eat my gun. You guys gun. are masters.
2: I would eat my gun. The, what, what's that <laughs> little yogi eat that it.
0: everybody puts on uh, Instagram? The, little, the real wise one. Uh, Yoda? Yoda. Yoda. Oh, Yoda? <laughs> Yoda. Those dudes are the Yoda. Not nah, seriously. I'm pretty sure you said
2: Yogi. You know I mean? He did say Yogi. Yo, I did say Yogi. Yogi the bear and shit. I don't you know. I don't
0: we know. I don't know. He's a Yoda master. Word. Like my brother, Brother P. My brother Angelo. You know? Every district has a Yoda master. For every like young guy that like gets there, find that Yoda. Yeah. He's a a mine was this guy in Ridgeburg. Right. Richburg, my, what was this guy Richburg? Rich, Rich 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 I would have
2: never made it to my first year of patrol if it wasn't for this guy Richburg. Uh, no way. Is because he's retired. The, yeah, he's retired. Oh, no. He's already retired. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't even know that. That's another thing. Okay. There's, there's, there's very few others left. No, no, and that's sad. Yeah. It is sad. That's sad, like, bro. Like people who have been there, who would know and lead you the right way, that so knows like- the ins and outs to everything. Like
0: we, we got lucky in the Northeast. There were so many, right, big time, yeah, many. Like Wolf, they still there, and, and Docene. yeah, Chandler, who you know made. God bless the piece. you, so he will grab you up and be like, "Yo, this is how we." This do is what work. it is. Yeah, man, it was it was amazing in the Northeast. They are still there, Adams. Yeah, Tavon. Tavon, Of
1: course, but 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 you know what? He's bringing that love that we built to the Southern
0: District. On the low, Sergeant Lee admin facts. She when she was a patrol officer, she was a report writing beast.
2: What? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Sergeant
2: Lee, if you're listening, Sergeant Lee. Sergeant Lee, (laughs) hello. Hola, mami. <laughs> Como tequilas. Que lo que? Que lo que, mami. Chocolate. <laughs>
0: but now, nah, <It's>, but respectfully, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. Nah, that's that's what, what it is. But at the, the day, she, hola, mami. So
2: if, if Sergeant Lee was listening, she'd be laughing anyways. Yeah, so. she's going to laugh. Hola, mami. Because you know what it is. Yeah. But um, I got a question
1: for you. Sorry. So I remember you asked us, who were we? Leave everything for as oh, far yeah. as a female, mm-hmm. okay. In now, bond.
2: in the Bond universe, just and
1: and and the Bond in the movie. So, like, uh, what's the question? So the question was, what is it? My question to you, well, ladies and gentlemen, when Donnie, when we did our interview with him, with with the phenomenal podcast, and what is it, Donnie? Shout it out, Quantum of History. Quantum of History. It's all about James Bond, 007 top shit
0: watches, suits, cologne suits everything (laughs) it's It's a
2: history channel based on Bond movies so if you are into history, if you're into historical topics, if you're into the rise of Mao Zedong, if you're into the communist regime of Francois Duvalier of Haiti, if you're into understanding how a pipeline got from Azerbaijan to Turkey, if you're into all the intricacies of Middle East politics, if you're into all the intricacies of communist politics, socialism all this stuff, listen to Quantum of history, I swear to God, it's the best podcast, second to only Sin for Back Chronicles. Oh amazing, my God. amazing! I wasn't expecting
0: that. Yes, sir.
1: So yes, Nana, thank he you. He asked us a woman that you would leave leave everything for, take her right off to the sunset. But there was a woman from a James Bond movie.
0: Right,
1: I gave it some thought. I had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had a couple Now my I gotta give two But I'm gonna give one From James Bond And the other From a different movie mm. Okay Now The one The first one
0: was uh, Monica Belushi mm.
2: Italiano mm. Italiano A dead
0: chief. Yes We'll uh, no post that on the uh, IG so people right. know uh, Monica
1: But my My second
0: one Yeah Kate Beckinsale <sighs> Kate Beckinsale? Amazing. You, know, when, you ever see yeah. Underworld, bro?
2: Oh yeah. 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 She's phenomenal. Click, even in Click. What yeah, even in Click. She was
0: insanely fire.
2: She's still she's still hot as shit. She's but still but she started banging. She's she banged out of the world. Yeah. yeah she's she
1: bugging. She's a cougar now. Oh, right. Yeah. I ain't afraid. You know, get was it get Pete
2: it? Davidson, she was banging for a while, and then Yo, how does Pete Davidson keep getting these shit? Listen, kicks? I have no I I idea, did. bro. Get it. I don't. I feel like I don't. Even, Ariana Grande, yo. Ariana Grande must be fire too. She yeah. got oh, that. the yeah, yeah, darkness. She she makes people like she Make, got angry songs. Holy she got. She made Mac Miller just end it, like you know. Rest in peace, Jesus Christ. Rest yes. in peace, Mac Miller. Yeah. It's all about that snatch. That's yeah, it. Is. Like that's that it. must be crazy. Mac, Mac Miller was like, I had Ariana Grande. Now I've got. You know, yes. Yeah. Must be Wetter the force water. Like I've reached, <laughs> I reached where I needed to reach. That's it. Triple C, who you like?
0: In in the James Bond movie, who you like? I'm real basic, you know. I'm I love Holly. Oh, oh. yes. Yep. He stole my answer. <laughs> who you like, bro? He stole my answer. That's well,
1: e- even if it was a James Bond, who ah. would you give it all for?
2: Who are you Seriously? leaving the forest for
1: no, We, we, we talking fantasy world no, Not reality But somebody who would you says, give Like yeah, back then so, Or right now no, right, right now Right, says, right look, now look, lie lie look
2: police work Police work is It ain't for you But this This this, this what ass pussy Oh it's for my, you. God. Oh, my that's god. god That's <laughs> it Who's
0: She's, it
1: gonna be She said come Come, come, come on home to daddy
0: that's I mean it. mommy Como te quieras Hola hola meg the stallion oh, oh come on really? oh,
2: wow i'm sorry right Are now you serious? Look, look at look at right here look at all these you have to pick from all right, right? and you're and, gonna pick meg a, the stallion yo, I don't meg know. the stallion you can I, go to I, hustler club and pay 50 no, bucks for it meg the stallion is anything you can find in any fl- I like her yeah. music no, it's it's Sophia no, Loren cl-
1: There's no cl- And all the women no, no but listen, all the women Meg talking, Lee
2: Stallion you
0: know, I mean no disrespect no. to her at all no, 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 I'm just but, saying You said right now But out of the Bond movies Is Sophia Loren Was she a Bond girl No Damn There's one that looks like her If you if you show me her I know exactly who she is I like this little
1: Asian one Was it y, uh, Y-Len Michelle Leon Yes Michelle
2: Whew. Oh, yeah. You know what I like the joint. I like Cindy Lou. Look Zenya on the top. Oh my god! Who's the joint? Zhenya on the top will have sex. The uh, whole player of Zenya on the top is she kills you by having sex with you and then killing you with her thighs. Ah, oh. yeah.
0: Oh, who's that? Which one's that one?
2: Zenya on the top. Femke Jensen. I if, remember that scene. Look, look at this. Look at oh,
0: Honey Ryder, Ursula Andress, oh.
2: Eunice Grayson. Nice. Look at these. Tatiana so, Romanova.
0: There was one with black hair. Is that her? Martine Beswick.
2: Martine Beswick is. is it, 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 no. She looks similar to
0: the Sophia Loren. Who's the one that looks like Sophia Loren? I don't know. Who
2: you, I don't know what you're talking about. Eva Green. Oh, you're talking about Eva Green. Oh, I'm I know. Sorry, who, I know exactly. Who, I know exactly who you're talking about. You're talking about um Catalina Marino.
0: Can Can you show me up, please? Because I'm thinking about the uh, Frank Sinatra movie. Yeah, Sophia Loren was with him.
1: Greatest name ever. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh,
2: yeah. Yes. I mean, how did you mess with the guy? What, kind of, what's her name again? Uh, Catalina Marina.
0: The Cat Snatcher. Catarina
2: Marino. Yep, Catarina. We're looking at
0: we're looking at all the chicks. With bond, a, it was with a C. Twisted out. Yeah.
1: So who would you choose, bro? Who would you yeah, give it all up for? Yeah, who you disappear? Ooh, Ana de Armas. Right now, like right, right now. now,
2: right now. Take my badge. Take my gun. Take it all. That's it. You can after I have sex with you, you can take my dick. Like that's it. wow, wow,
0: <laughs> trophy.
2: That's it. <laughs> She's that good. <laughs> And, let the us, and then the uh, arm And then Second would probably be Honor, Honor Blackman well, that, That's right there the Third yeah. one in look at that that Third one in Oh my oh. god Who is that oh.
0: Who is that What's her name Is it close Caterina Marino. Oh What is she Where is she from She's Besides really from being anything. a goddess Oh my it's god right.
2: So that scene right there She goes Is it close I'm like Oh I don't, <laughs> like, oh. oh that's her <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's I told that. you yo <laughs> don't, don't question me on my body knowledge. Right, I know. Don't, I don't, don't I question don't him bro. Katarina Moreno <laughs>
0: See, Sophia Loren, the new Sofia Loren. That's her All that's right. the, So we have the same girl. All right. There we go. All right, nice. yes. So now we have when to you, fight for the duel because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying you know, to disappoint with her.
2: When she comes in on that horse and she's riding that horse, if you Insane. can get that if you can get that YouTube clip up, I just oh there it is. Nothing oh. more glamorous than that. Oh that's glamour. Oh my god. You see close? Oh, that's, that's it Right nope. there Oh look when she, Is this uh, In that red satin dress a Casino Royale Casino Royale In that yes. red satin dress When she comes in With that red satin dress She's the winner i butter Alright
0: Winner winner chicken dinner Butter
1: Triple C Yo It's about that time <sighs> What's her name? Catarina. Catalina
0: Catalina
1: Well Catalina Ladies and gentlemen Catalina It's about that time Episode 51, by the way. <laughs> Cinquenta y uno. Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Brother Donnie coming through.
2: Thank you so much for having me on.
1: It's such Pleasure. a phenomenal episode, bro. Thank you for t- taking your time to come out and enjoy some time with us. Catalina. <laughs> Quantum history. Quantum Don't forget, history. ladies and gentlemen, Quantum yeah. of History. Follow, like, Follow, subscribe. like subscribe. YouTube. Merch. merch Merch, YouTube er, Listen, everything In the name of Catalina Catalina, where
0: is it? Catalina, <laughs> email us right?
1: <laughs> and don't forget The website is www. www.silverbackchronicles.com Where the merch is And uh, we appreciate you It's episode
0: 51, we moving We might have to put our Catalina t-shirt I don't know we, um, Stop it <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just the t shirt is Silverback Chronicles.
1: Is it close? <laughs> is it close?
0: <laughs> right.
1: But uh everybody be safe, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe.
0: Peace, Catalina. 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 Peace love
2: Catalina Peace of love, Catalina. Dre big H E T 4 C The views and opinions expressed on the Silverback podcast are those of the hosts, producers, and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.